2: The Dave Damaschek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
1: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damaschek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 192 of the Dave Damaschek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com slash shack. Yeah, hard to feel too enthusiastic as somebody who hails from the banks of the three rivers, at least where football is concerned. Baseball, another matter entirely. And like I started last week, I think I need to start chanting, clowny, (laughs) clowny. You know, look ahead, you know. Hopefully, uh, there's a silver lining to what is shaping up to be a lost season. All right, it's not about the Steelers. Let's talk about the teams that are actually good or compelling and how bad they are. I guess we can count the Steelers in the latter category there, along with the Giants and some other teams. Let's do it with our pal from NFL.com and also NFL Fantasy Live. You see him all the time. All over the place. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, sorry about the Bears and your first loss since you took them under your wing as a fan.
2: Football's not as fun anymore. No, I thought I, I thought I was I had struck gold and that we were going to win all sixteen, go mm-hmm. on and and win the Super Bowl. It's we are ready. I didn't listen. It, you know what the coolest thing is? Is I finally I did get a Bears hat. So and it, mm-hmm. it would have been awkward if I would have picked any other team to support. Let's say I would have picked the Eagles or the Chiefs or some of the other teams that were in the running. Pew. And people would be like, Are you from Kansas City? You'd have be been like, No, it's there you know, you'd have to go into a huge explanation. Well now people are like, Oh, are you from Chicago? And I'd be like, Yeah, I was born there. Oh perfect! and, it, and, it's, and yeah, it's, that's nice. it's, it's a smooth transition and I don't and it's like people just don't even question it. Good enough. Good enough. So All right,
1: right. So sitting uh, across from Rank and me here in Studio sixty six, here he is everybody, one of our very favorite guests since uh, since the moment we met him about what, a year and a half or so ago. Mm-hmm. You know him from uh, his Twitter name at move the sticks you know it because CNNSI just named him one of the 100 essential follows for sports fans or football fans either way who cares it's Daniel Jeremiah what's the poop with you fella?
0: Well, I appreciate the kind words, Dave, sure. but I will say, you know, I haven't been in studio for the first time in a while now. It's, it's a little toasty in here. I, I think maybe Rank was doing some Bikram yoga before the start <laughs> of the podcast. He, I, he looks, uh, he's in fantastic shape. He is. So I'm thinking, you know, the heat, he's in great shape. A yoga Since the last time you here.
1: were in here, Adam Rank has lost nothing less than 132 pounds. It's a great story. It's a really a great story. And, uh, you know, I'm going to forgive your prima donna ways complaining right out of the gate about the temperature in here. I'm sorry, Your it's Highness. It's cooling off quickly, though. All Thanks, right. TD. Appreciate Let's
0: it. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. He didn't do anything. He doesn't control No, He,
0: gives, he gives the eye, though. I, I, he's, I don't have to look at him. I just know that he knows a guest is not happy. The eye comes through the glass, <laughs> and all of a sudden it magically gets cooler in here. DJ, Rank, we have much to discuss. We
1: are at the quarter poll, or at least most teams in the NFL are now at the quarter poll. Here's the thing that jumps out to me, and I hate to start here because I I prefaced uh, before we got into anything else. I mentioned the Steelers. But what's intriguing to me is that the Giants and Steelers are just now abject bad teams. Mm -hmm. You know, they're lousy. And yet, both of them realistically can win their divisions. It's all there. It seems to me that there are a lot more bad teams, than there are good teams right now. I mean, really, the Seahawks look legit. Obviously, at four and zero, you got the the Buccaneer. I mean, the uh, Buccaneers, the uh, Broncos on the other side. Everybody else just seems to have some legitimate flaws. DJ. Talk about—I guess let's start in that AFC North because you worked with the Ravens as well. They're not any great shakes, led by the $100 million man Joe Flacco. Did they give him too much money—
0: at the expense of then being able to afford other players to surround him with some weapons. Well, you look—he he got a lot of money because he had him in a bad spot. They had no choice mm-hmm. but to pay him. He gambled on himself, and it paid off with the Super Bowl win. I mean, you can't—you kind of have to just take it from a, if you're from the Ravens in that situation. You got to pay him whatever he wants, and and they did. Now, I, I think that the decision to let Anquan Bolden go is the is the one iffy move here by Ozzie Newsom, and, and he's stated, look, it allowed him to rebuild that defense, and the defense has played better. Uh, since the Peyton Manning debacle, uh, but uh, when you look at the just that security blanket for a young quarterback to remove him from that offense, I think it's glaring. But then this last game, though, guys, to me, we talk about Joe Flacco and the five interceptions, but I mean, I can't remember a game where there was more imbalance. For an offense. I mean, you look that
1: at, was crazy. It's bizarre.
0: Now look, look. At, I'm just looking at the numbers right here. So let's just compare the the Ravens with with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills ran the ball 55 times. Mm-hmm. The Baltimore Ravens ran the ball nine times. When was the last time you saw a game where, where you had that much disparity? I remember. I, I used to remember come in o- arena leagues. So. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, right. Uh, arena league football w-
1: where they throw it that much, and then Oklahoma in the 80s and Nebraska in the 80s. Would throw the ball about four times. Literally, yeah, yeah. I remember the stat lines from those games. But yeah, that sort of imbalance, unbalance uh, and
3: they, and they in the have, NFL.
0: And they is have a, of. They, you know, they've had a really good offensive line, played well together at the end of the year last year. They ran the ball. They've got two backs. So you know, you've got some injuries. So there, why would right that rest. happen? I, I, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. You you get you throw five interceptions. You have nine carries. Um, it was a weird, weird game to watch. I mean, I just it just seemed like they came out convinced that they had to throw the football.
2: Was John Harbaugh just bored? He's like, nah, we're playing Buffalo. We're the, yeah, I mean, I, the The Buffalo has fun. some
0: injuries in the secondary, right. so I get maybe trying to attack that. But after a while, don't you mean uh, – Joe Flacco is all – the best thing he does, go off play action and push the ball vertically down the field. Play action is worthless if you can't run the ball, and they're not even trying to run the ball. So it was really a really bizarre game to watch. Who's in yeah.
1: – all right, the Steelers are uh, at 0-4 in the most trouble. But you go uh, – uh, well, let's
0: start with who's going to win that division. I still, I said the Baltimore Ravens before the season started. There's, uh, I mean, which quarterback are you buying into in this division? I mean, normally that's Brian kind of Hoyer. You Brian Hoyer, hey, undefeated, right? I mean, it's not the craziest thing that happened that the Browns would be in the mix. They played the Ravens tough a couple weeks is ago. Is he?
1: Baby. Is Hoyer though? Is he? Is is this a flash in the pan? Obviously, he's been through some successful organizations. No one drafted him coming out of Michigan State. He's been with the Patriots. He's been with the Steelers. Did he learn something from being around quality organizations that make him better? Or did the scouting community collectively miss on this? Or in two or three weeks will we be saying, yeah, remember when Brian Hoyer won two games in a row? That was was funny. But, I mean, obviously he came back to earth.
0: No, I, I think that's a combination of all those things, especially the way he's played in these two games. You'd have to say he's obviously worthy of a draft pick. I mean, so that was a miss from an evaluation standpoint. You have to admit to that. Uh, But I do think you can be around some guys that are really good at their profession and sit and learn from them and and, and help improve yourself, and I think he's done that. And he's around, I mean, North Turner, guys, has done a good job with quarterbacks in in the past. Now, it did not end well in San Diego, but he's been around a lot of guys. He puts them in a situation where they can be successful, and I think that's what he's done with Brian Hoyer. As much as North Turner got criticism uh, towards the end of his time in San Diego, I think you have to give him a little bit of credit for the play of Brian Hoyer this year.
2: North Turner, as an offensive coordinator, nobody would ever knock him. It's as a head coach. No,
0: that's a different deal.
2: See? And he's in his element, like where he can succeed. And then Ray Horton, too, coming over from Arizona – Led a great defense, and now he's in. and you look at this team, and I don't want to. Compare. Well, they're loaded on
1: defense. They, you can they see are that, nasty one. that on defense. Yeah, they're this nasty. isn't in twenty hindsight. Yeah. I think. I think. I know. I was talking about it. I feel like we talked we about talk this about rank this, yeah. that that defense was definitely going to be good. It was just a question if the offense could go.
2: Yeah, and it just seems like Hoyer just has to be good enough for that. In this to bum work.
0: division, I mean, listen, can the Browns win the division? Why not? Why not? I mean, you look, look around. Who scares you? I mean, Cincinnati. Talent wise, you love what they have, except the quarterback position. You just don't. You don't, what's know, what going you're get. You what's don't know what's going
1: what you're on there. What's going on? Andy Dalton is the classic, and I, I, you know, those divisions are a little too simplistic as far as I'm concerned. When one guy he's either a gunslinger, or he's a game manager. But all <laughs> right, whatever, however you want to describe him, he's a guy. Obviously, has been around, played big games at TCU, and. Uh, you know, has been successful, relatively speaking, for a young guy in the NFL. Year three, surrounded by legitimately this side of Denver, the, as many offensive weapons, difference makers, playmaker type of guys. What's going on? Is he just not good? Would you close the book on him if you were the, in the Bengals? Are they whispering? I, not would you? Do you imagine now, knowing what you know as a former personnel guy, are the Bengals secretly saying to one another,
0: uh-oh, we're in trouble with our QB. Well, I think they're probably still cautiously optimistic that they're going to see improvement from him in the way that Drew Brees improved you know, into his, what, third or fourth year in San mm-hmm. Diego. We saw him make that massive jump. So I'm sure there's uh, a group inside the personnel department that still believes that he can become a top-shelf quarterback. But I guarantee you there's a couple voices inside that room that say, hey, guys, this is a pretty this look shaping up to be a pretty deep quarterback draft next year. Maybe we don't use one, you know, with our first round pick, but it, I would be surprised if they didn't try and bring something into the quarterback position in the offseason. Two questions. That, reckless it, reckless, you know,
1: sort of uh, speculation or whatever you want to call it. This I I, I wrote a piece on NFL.com slash check again, I will remind you. I, I floated out eight or so trades. We were talking DJ last Thursday night. About this, about fun trades. Why don't we see more trades in the NFL? Rank and I went crazy when Richardson got dealt because it's fun. You never mm-hmm. see in season trades. I say what I, we were talking about. I said, you know, what if the Bengals had been one and two instead of two and one? Well, now they're two and two after a disappointing loss to the in-state foes. So now they're two and two. Is it crazy to say we should look into Josh Freeman? What it's going to cost us to get a guy whose skill, whose primary skill? is pushing the ball down the field to all that speed that they have on i not just at the wide receivers but Gresham and uh
0: and Eifert both can get downfield as well. That's the one thing that they need to have in a QB, yes or no? Well, it's an interesting point. If only we could have seen Freeman in an offense where he had big, talented weapons on the out. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> yeah, Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams and, and looked terrible. So, look, I don't think there's too many people that are buying Josh Freeman's stock at this point in time. Andy Dalton can be frustrating. Um, you wish he'd make you know be more consistent with his accuracy and maybe be able to push the ball a little bit more vertically down the field. Uh, but Josh Freeman, no. I, I, I stick with Andy Dalton and, and hope that we see a little bit more from him.
2: Well, we at one point look back at the St. Louis Football Club sticking with Sam Bradford, not going with RG3. And I know RG3's been a little slow because of the knee injury. But to me, that seems to be one where Bradford seems to get off the hook on that, where people aren't I, – if I was a fan of St. Louis, which I'm thankfully not, I would be going crazy about that.
0: Oh, it's, we'll see where RG3's career takes him, and we'll see what they do with next year's top pick. You know They're going to have another pick uh, from that trade from Washington in the upcoming draft, and i will see the Redskins. That might end up being a top-ten pick. The Rams could have two top-ten picks next year. So you got to see what all they're able to c- accumulate for RG3. And, and, and to me, this year, if Sam Bradford does not show improvement from what we've seen early in the season, I'd be surprised if they didn't necessarily make a move in that direction to, to bring in another quarterback.
2: But Brian Schottenheimer... I mean, he's basically turned Bradford into Mark Sanchez. By the Does way,
0: Schottenheimer, I've heard more Brian Schottenheimer questions this week than I have probably in the last 10 years. This is what we do. Me, It's me and DJ
1: sitting out there with Elliot Harrison and Bucky Brooks on Thursday night on the NFL.com companion piece to Thursday night football. Make sure you go uh, get online. And it's like watching a game with some chums. you know? That's, mm-hmm. what it, that's basically how, what we're doing. And that's what we were talking about. Brian Schottenheimer is a bad offensive coordinator. And it actually sort of let's combine the two things and, and go back to the uh, to the Bengals. Then Jay Gruden and Brian Schottenheimer. Is it possible in the NFL as serious as everybody takes it? Everybody is oh hey, this is a business, and there's a, you know, D- Damashek, you crack wise too often. This is this is football. You understand this is, a, this, is this is work. Hey, uh, it seems to me like nepotism is the only reason those two guys would have a job.
0: True or false? Well, who just got fired as USC's head coach? Lane Kiffin. Well, because he fired his old man. I know, but do you think Lane Kiffin would have got the, the head job at University of Tennessee if it wasn't for his dad? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I thought you were saying yeah, that he, I mean, sh- he no, wouldn't have I mean, gotten fired. I yeah. nepotism in sports, that's goes way back. I mean, I don't think that's a, a surprise. I think it definitely is going to help your cause. At this
1: level? Absolutely. At the, at the, in the NFL, people are like, well, yeah, this is he's the not the greatest, this but his old thing. man's a cool guy. So.
0: Thing, it, doesn't, it might not necessarily help you get that coordinator's job. I think at some you know at that time a lot of time you'll see a guy off of his own merits. What it does do is it gets you that first job in the league, you know, gets you that quality control job, get you a you know position coach job because of who your father is. And I say that, I look, I I'm I got lucky in broadcasting because my dad was friends with Chris Mortensen, and Chris Mortensen introduced me to some people and hmm. and and helped get me started on my path. So. I wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for my last name either. So I'm I just saying that you you do get opportunities in athletics like you would in any other profession if your if your father's been successful. I don't know that it gets you that top job or even a coordinator's job, but getting your foot in the door over somebody else that might be more qualified, absolutely.
2: I think he's pumping us up because Rankin Damashek, there's no nepotism there. No, indeed. And but
0: well, no, you, guys you know, are all natural.
1: DJ all and natural. I, did, but but once I crossed paths with DJ, it wouldn't have been, it would have been cronyism. I would have identified <laughs> you as a diamond in the rough and pulled you up to our And you would have been here in Studio 66 sweating,
0: sweating my butt off.
1: That's exactly right. You've since you've since transcended us and (laughs) left us in the dust. But, uh, um, you know, the other thing I want to talk about, uh, apropos of really not much worth discussing. But another thing I I sort of threw at you again in the name of reckless speculation is it's funny to me that in the NFL that uh, because it seems to me that this is how I would operate if I were in charge of personnel for a team. I would want guys who played in the SEC or Pac-12 mm-hmm. or Big 12. I mean, or in Big Ten. You know, I would want those. Big, I'm a snob, and uh, when it comes to talent evaluation, and that's how I would do it. I'd be like, yeah, why, he went the blah blah at
0: and m. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's obviously not good, or else he would have been recruited. That does happen in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. And, and different organizations treat it differently. Some organizations like trying to find those diamond in the rough, like Jacksonville for a long period of time, they, they just collected small school player after small school player, and they hit on some of them, missed Pace on those others. shorts. Exactly. They I mean, they have a, a ton of them. I mean, you go through the roster. Every year they were taking some of Winston-Salem State, you know, William & Mary, on and on and on. Yeah, but
1: then they got kicked out of the NFL, I think, a couple of years ago. So yeah. I'm not sure no, where, where yeah, well, they then, are now.
0: Well, then <laughs> that regime you know, changed over because mm-hmm. it didn't work out so well. But in, in Baltimore with Ozzie Newsome, um, he was big on big school guys, especially for your early picks. I can remember players that we really liked some some big name guys, DeMarcus Ware. Um, we're talking about uh, Roddy White, some, some really really good players. Hmm. But the, the discussion came up: Ozzy's, you know, he's an Alabama guy. And why aren't these guys playing at Alabama? Now, it was some of it was oh, tongue-in-cheek. Some a, of it was tongue-in-cheek. That is, but I mean, I but buy it, it. Yeah, but, we, but we'd have get, that conversation. If you're Ozzie but Newsom
1: and you're some blue-chip kid back in uh, probably the late 60s when you're coming out of uh, out of high school, if you're Ozzie Newsom, yeah, his experience was, yeah, I'm, I mean, if I don't get recruited by BAM at the very worst, I'm going to go to Auburn, and if you slip through the crack, th- th- slip through those cracks, then you just must not be worth anything. I, a, I buy that. But obviously not, based on what DJ's saying.
2: I dig that. I wish more teams would do that because I think of Arizona passing on Terrell Suggs. Like, mm-hmm. huge mistake. Like, a guy's. Because they did so. Like, they took Pat Tillman and Jake Plummer from ASU, and then Terrell Suggs comes along. And they're like, nope, we've had too much success with this. Let him pass. But, <laughs> but Jacksonville seems like a team that I would exclusively draft SEC players because the fan base would be familiar with them
1: um I'm, I'm i'm fascinated that and i just wanted to to get that in here as an aside all right let's talk about the story of the team that that looks clearly to be the best right now the denver broncos and we've talked about a dj rank and i are clear ne- neither one of us i think i'll speak for rank in saying i have never said peyton manning is anything less than one of the all-time great talents he is one of the great winners in nfl history as long as we're talking about the months of September and December. Get past that, however, the record speaks for itself. It's a losing record, in fact, and uh, and so are the number of picks. Why is this year going to be different? What do you see about Peyton, and what do you see about this Broncos team? Are they just just too – is it too much of a video game kind of thing in terms of the talent that they have around that they, that they just can't help but win?
0: Well, I, somebody said this to me the other day. I thought it was a great point. Said, you said know, the only thing – uh, the only thing keeping the Denver Broncos from a Super Bowl is a roof. I that's mean, it, what I'm –
2: yeah, it's going to get just cold. Build,
0: just build a roof over that stadium. They wouldn't lose. I mean, there's you know people saying that. But, uh-huh. look, to to match up with this team now, with the addition of Wes Welker, I think you have to have a specific you know, team. You have to have a team that's built in a certain way. You have to have three good corners that can cover because you got those three receivers. Does you anybody have, have that? First I, well, it. there's a couple teams. I'll, I'll, tell, uh, okay. you, I'll tell you what okay, they, I'll give tell me you the they need, and that... you tell me what teams you think would okay. fit. Okay. So you got to have three corners. So depth of the corner position. You have to have a safety. You have Seattle. to have a safety that can cover tight ends because they can beat you in the, in the pass game. with a tight end? Again, I would and say. And you have to be able to get after the quarterback without extra numbers. So you have to have a good pass rush. Who Seattle. does that sound like? You know who that is to me? I know you're gonna. But th- this is. I, there's two teams that come to the mind. The Houston Texans. No. Well, the Chiefs. The Texans' corners, I don't think match up with them. I, I think Kareem Jackson would have a big target on his chest hmm. covering any of these three guys. Um, the chiefs is the other team that that to me Ooh. and we and and somebody i remember early in the year I think the Chiefs you know, won their first game or their second game, and somebody asked me, you know, are the Chiefs for real? Can they win that division? I said, you know... We Denver, talked about it that Thursday may, may it, may it night because we were watching was. the Chiefs beat the Eagles. Yeah, so it, that yeah maybe it was. Say, well, you know, Denver, I think, is just still better. The more I watch this Chiefs team, and I see Tom Ali and I see Justin Houston coming off the edge, and I see Sean Smith playing really good at corner, Eric Berry kind of rounding back into form. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know, they, they have an interesting team to match up with them on the defensive side of the ball. Now, can their offense generate enough points to keep up, that'll be the question. But defensively, I, I don't see Peyton putting 40 points on the Chiefs the way they're built if right I- now. What
2: about, what about when it becomes December, or even if these teams tussle in January and everybody likes to make fun of Alex Smith, not throwing the ball deep, but let's say they get into a cold-weather game and there's Alex Smith dumping the ball off to Jamal Charles, that defense pressuring Peyton Manning, I can see the Chiefs beating them.
0: Yeah, it's not, and they play, I'm looking at the schedule here, so they play... Uh, Denver plays the last time they play Kansas City is what, December first, I believe?
3: In week eleven the Broncos play the Chiefs. Okay. In Denver. Week twelve they play the Broncos play at New England. And week thirteen oh, they ba- play yeah. at two th- Kansas City. Two
0: and three weeks. Two and three weeks. That's interesting.
1: Who impresses you of the teams that have a winning record right now? Who impresses you the least? Patriots, Chiefs, no, I, Seahawks. Been, I'm, I'm
0: impressed with the Patriots with kind of a ragtag group going out there and and winning ball games. Um, oh, gosh, uh, let me see. Can Some I tell you something? As something else, I wanted to squeeze in
1: while you think about this. Twenty-three. I guess what I, I didn't just say that the Ravens were going to lose. I said that they were going to lose to the Bills, twenty-three to twenty, and Robert Woods was going to have a touchdown in the game. What was the final score? Twenty-three to 20. Right. And who scored a touchdown in that game? Bobby Woods. That's right. Damashek does wow. it again. Thank you. Go
0: ahead. I just wanted to I just wanted to work that in. Just wanted to mention uh, can it. Can you can I can you hold up? Can I get my notepad out real quick? What else do you have, Dave? Anything don't worry the, about yeah, <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, I'll tell you give you my
0: scores later okay, in the okay, week for okay, week good. 5. This is uh I, I'm really getting ready to make I can some, guarantee you the Steelers some, are not going to win in week 5 because they don't have a game. A, there's a Sports Almanac and a DeLorean joke in this segment somewhere, yes. but I haven't figured out how to do it rank. Um, <laughs> the the uh, the team that I would say I'm still not buying and I would have said this even without the Jake Locker injury. I know they're 3-1. Tennessee, I'm just long-term throughout the course of the season, I'm, I'm skeptical. Because why? Because of Locker? Well, yeah. I mean, Jake played really well against the Jets, better than I thought he would in that situation. But I just, I don't know. I just wasn't, not totally But because it, 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 it falls on locker, him. And now Locker's But that out. defense is good, right? No, the defense is good. And Werner is one of the better corners in the league. He's played really well. And what
1: about, I mean, so many weapons on that offense. Why is Chris Johnson not going well, though? He doesn't, just don't see the
0: same juice. You, you know, think there's something wrong. With I think it. their offensive line is playing really well. Yeah. I see room for him to run around, but you know when you watch, here's a great example. Chris Johnson, compare him to what you see when you watch Reggie Bush get a little bit of a crease with the Detroit Lions. I mean, they they look like they're nowhere near the same type of a guy. Reggie Bush explodes through there, and Chris Johnson's kind of easing and getting through there. I, I think that his juice is gone. All right, let's talk about the NFC North then.
1: Now you have the Packers. This is enough. I mean, by the way, again, back to the point. AFC North, who is going to survive that to go – maybe nine and seven and win that division that might get it done Mm 10 and six probably uh, optimistically is is the best you're going to see out of a team in that division um nfc east is even worse they have four total wins they (laughs) were four wins in four weeks out of four teams that's not a good percentage and now you go to to the nfc north which i think is still the best division but the the Packers in a little bit of trouble, at least out of the gate. Jay Cutler did not look very – well, he looked a lot like Jay Cutler of years past. The Vikings, of course, are now at just
0: 1-3. Are the Lions for real? Are they going to get this division? Well, does Black Tie have an answer to this? Because I, I believe it's been like 3,000 years since the Lions won at Green Bay. Do we know how long it's been since Detroit won at Green Bay? It's we don't
3: a, know for sure, but it's been <laughs> it like 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's like a long. long been is a that long literally long time? true? That is true. Yes. 20 yeah,
1: 20 years since the Lions have won a game in Lambeau.
3: Unbelievably long. Sometime during this podcast, I will come up with the exact number of years. Thank you. I look Thank you. To I Don't that. count on it very soon.
0: Though. So I'm saying, if Detroit and I, I, I'm kicking myself. Last year, I bought on Detroit. I sold on them this year. I went there for training camp. They look great. Reggie Bush is a perfect fit in this offense. Sue and Fairley and, and Ansa, they got a really good front. I should have stuck with them. I didn't. My mistake. But if they can somehow exercise their demons, go to Lambeau Field and beat Green Bay, that's a statement to me that this division is is going to go to Detroit.
1: Is it basically? I guess it's pretty simple math that they ba- they operate like the Giants Super Bowl teams, which is that they get just such a mighty pass rush that it negates the the uh, you know the, the sec- subpar secondary. Well,
0: in the, in the secondary, they're playing better at safety because you've got finally got healthy with uh, what's my guy there who's always – Huff? No, no, no. The uh, Detroit – gosh, what is his name? It's going to drive me nuts now. Uh, they, well, they sign bring over Glover Quinn from mm-hmm. Houston. He's been an upgrade for him. And then I'm going to find his name here. Delmas. Lewis Delmas. Oh, yeah. He will knock your block off, and now he's making more plays on the ball. He's been injured throughout his career. As long as he stays healthy with Glover Quinn, they're much better at the safety position. And that helps them that that position is huge in this defense because they run a lot of the wide 9 stuff that everybody like to kill the the Eagles for running. They all oh, that the wide 9's the reason why they're not winning. It's the scheme. Well, that's the same scheme that Tennessee was winning with forever under Jeff Fisher. It's the same scheme that Jim Schwartz took here. One of the keys to it though, you have to have safeties that can force the run because they got to fill that alley, the gap where you have the wide ends. They got to be able to play the run and they got to be able to have range off the off the back hash. So, that's a specific type of a safety you have to have so the health of those two safeties will be key but with the pass rush they have those two safeties playing well and Matt Stafford not taking sacks not turning the ball over as much they got a running game i mean this is stuff they haven't had to go along with Calvin Johnson i mean this is a pretty scary and team. you like Reggie Bush quite a bit oh he he looks awesome i mean he's the, that's the highest grade i've ever given a college player and i and i you know look I, I i missed on him because i thought he was just going to change the way the game was played i was hmm. in, in love with him coming out of usc and uh, i've got some buddies on that staff in detroit that know where were
1: you when they when when the, they were drafting
0: and so that you he wasn't we, we weren't close in the mix but, but i yet. can tell you the night before the draft um, a bunch of us went out to dinner our scouts went out to dinner and we came back to the facility and we were just i mean we were playing cards and we were just kind of, we were just killing time and it came across that Houston was going to take Mario Williams, and we all just were like, you got to be. They're really going to pass on Reggie Bush. I mean, we could not believe that they were going to pass on Reggie Bush. And for a long time, obviously, it's looked like Charlie Cashley made the right move getting Mario Williams. But now seeing Reggie Bush in this role and this offense is kind of what I envisioned seeing him in college, just how dynamic he is and how he can do so many different things. Uh, I just think they're using him perfectly. It's a great fit. Speaking of – Oh, go ahead. No, 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 please.
1: Well, I was just going to say about the uh, along the lines of the trades that I like to float out there. Why wouldn't you if you're the Lions? I, now they don't have Nate Burleson. They already were deficient once you get past uh, um, Calvin Johnson in terms of pass catchers. Why wouldn't they go out and say, "Listen, we have Mikel Lashure, who's a nice back who has some upside. He hasn't panned out here for us, or for that matter, either. Even Joyc Bell, if people like him better right now. Either way, you have a you have depth at that position." People would probably like a banger, either one of those guys. Why not go to a team like the Giants? They're going to lose Hakeem Nicks. They're not going to keep him. They just paid Victor Cruz all that loot. They're not going to keep Hakeem Nicks. It's a lost season for the Giants. Why don't they go and say, we'll give you one of those two guys. You give us Hakeem Nicks, done and done.
0: Well, I mean, Hakeem Nicks would, would probably fetch, even in the last year of his deal, more than either of those two guys. But uh, the Lions, with the way Joyke Bell has fit in and p- kind of been the perfect compliment. Fine, Oh yeah, but I don't think there's much of a market for, for Mikel Ashore. He's been All right, injured. we'll give you our first-round draft pick. No, too, that, that, no, that to me that would be you know if you're talking about a draft pick for a receiver to come in there and compliment Calvin Johnson, that would be something worth you know exploring. Uh, you know, I don't know. That'd be
1: better uh, than what the Broncos have, right? If you said uh, we got Calvin Johnson and Hakeem Nicks, we, we're, we're better than you now. And same thing goes. For If you could get Knicks out to San Francisco, imagine if you're the Niners. Why wouldn't you just go all in right now? It's obviously they're, they're, That defense is showing it's got uh, it's, it's got a few chinks now. Um, don't you go? What, what Just say, let's 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 go for it right here and now. Let's let's win this thing. And if we could get him, and Michael Crabtree comes back with Vernon Davis and Anquan Bolton, we're better offensively than the Broncos.
0: The only hard thing is, is you know, it's not like basketball where you come in and we run three sets that every team in the league runs. It's a little more complicated to come in and, and fit into a system and get the chemistry with your quarterback down. I mean, I think that's nah, a little. That's, I think it's a little tricky. I don't buy it. That's, that's I, don't you, buy it. Well, I, I don't buy it. Why? How can guys walk in off these... the street and
1: play the the ne- Carson Palmer but, but, played immediately. But,
0: but, yeah, but. To Play that, to play it to play at the same level, like to ask Hakeem Nix to come in. In in that short amount of time and have the same chemistry and effectiveness that he's had with Eli Manning after playing with him for that many years, you're going to get a good player. I just don't think you're going to get the same level coming across. It's going to take a while to to get up to that point.
2: These football players always try to play. I do this on Madden all the well, time. This isn't <laughs> baseball
0: where you just go up there at the plate and take your hacks. You,
1: there's a system in place. Listen, there are just too many examples of go- of rookies who never b- went to training yeah. camp and then showing up and oh yeah, they're yeah, in the but, lineup but, immediately. But
0: but the, but the rookies, you're going through an entire entire offseason you're getting you're getting there in late april and you show up and play a game in september i mean that's a long time that's not that's not getting picked up on a tuesday and be expected to go eight for 105 on a sunday what do you guys do? When I say you guys, <laughs> you're not I'm buying. Talking, you're not buying it either, Dave.
1: It's fine. I I just I listen. It would be fun. I can fix a lot of teams if I'm allowed to make trades. If if any teams want to hire me, I just it takes two to tango, and I need some GMs out there to pick up the phone, and I'll make their team better, and I'll make my team better. When he's
2: the GM of a team. You yeah. should be brought in to make trades. What can we do about that? Can can
0: Rank and I both get a position in the office? Well, let's just say my hypothetical general manager job that I get here, which is about all it's going to be, is a hypothetical. But in this situation, I don't know if it's three years or 12 years away. Listen. What about this? Look at. Do you talk about
1: nepotism? John Gruden isn't even a coach anymore, and his brother's an offensive coordinator. Everybody's fallen all over themselves to get John Gruden. They completely forget he was a 500 coach, but people are dying to have him. Ask USC what they would do to get John Gruden. Ask all these teams that are struggling in the NFL right now what they would give to give John Gruden. If you're on TV in the 21st century, that's what gets it done. Plus you have experience, plus you're a handsome devil. I can write some words for you to make you seem more charismatic than you are, and then you're in business. You understand? Well,
0: here's the question. If I offered, if I had two jobs in this situation, and one of them was to be the the PR director of the Uh team, and the other one was to be the assistant general manager, and I just called, I said, look, Dave, Rank, I got these two positions, I want you both. Uh huh who does what job I don't want to do the PR stuff that's not for me i yeah, will do Let, PR it's
1: You'll fine. do that yeah, it's fine. Is that right you'll step up for yeah, that not, a pr- not I got to be I got to be in the war room rank okay. can come in and hang out as a as a as a rank,
0: rank but ranks going to have to try and explain all the crazy moves that you're recommending that's uh-huh. the problem y- well, Are you up for
2: that I'm used to it yes Okay
0: <laughs> That's so be it You know what I think uh, I think our
1: fan base is really going to love it when when the uh, when we're in charge of the LA Rams
0: There you go
2: That's what I was exactly that's exactly what I was thinking
0: yeah, LA our first Rams. order of business is going to be. I'm sorry, can Brian you, Schottenheimer, you're out. Can yes. you can you double as my promotions guy and come up with something better than two free beers that the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing? Well, yeah, well, Rank that's actually, awesome.
1: that's Rank's wheelhouse. See, you, you don't call him a PR guy. Call him the promo guy. He loves his his pro he's the wrestling. Man, the hype man. Yeah, he's our hype guy. Okay, that's yeah. that's okay. all. He's 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 like uh, Bobby the Brain. You know, that's what he. Yes. That, that's what he. He's. I as like Jim Cornette. Us. Jim Cornette with yeah, the tennis, the racket, tennis racket, racket would be
2: yeah. a better look. As long as I'm on the field. For the LA Rams' first game, so I can cut a promo on Georgia Frontieri and the city of St. Louis and kind of put that whole thing to rest. Uh, We'll probably ruffle a few feathers. Uh, Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner would never speak to us again and anybody who played <laughs> in that St. Louis era. But trust me, it would be worth it. L.A. would be on our side.
1: Did you ever tell when you were a scout with the Ravens, did you ever tell the man in charge of the draft, you're wrong,
0: this is a bad call, let the record show
1: you're making a bad decision here?
0: Not not after decision Once a decision was made, and, and Ozzie was great about this, we, we had so much debate before the process but once once you know our last meeting was done and the board was set, you know, once you, you, you debate a player as hard as you want and you can fight for or against a guy, but once his magnet gets placed up on that board, that, that that's it. We don't we didn't we didn't go there. And then once we selected a player it was very clear. Every organization I've worked with, once you selected a player, it was no longer your player if you liked him or this guy's player if he liked him. It was our – it sounds corny, but it really was. There will be notice. this is our guy. We drafted him. He's ours. Now we're all – I don't want to ever root against the guy, even though I might not have given him as high a grade as The Ravens
1: else. have too many likable guys in the organization. That's I've said tough. that before. I lament that as a Steelers fan. I'd like them to be loathsome people. But is it weird? Was it weird as a as a Ravens fan? And then we're gonna kick you out the door to go do your fancy TV stuff. But is I uh, was
0: is it? Was do I it, get a towel? Do I get a towel on the way out the door? To just oh, kinda just, you're fine. Just wipe down a little bit here. Goodness I mean, what gracious. is the temp? What do we got? What temperature is it? It's, it's not 71. That's that's it's not nice true. It's nice and cool in it's here. Fine. Are you nervous? Well, he's been doing yoga. He's not hot. Were you kidding me? He's lost 300 pounds.
1: <laughs> Are you nervous or, or something about that? Well, a little, maybe a little. No. Um. Did was it frustrating in hindsight as the Ra- being with the Ravens to say, man, we're the best at personnel except when it comes to QB. Was mm-hmm. that was that how I mean how long a straight because there are well, teams like the Philadelphia Flyers who perennially can they have all the talent in the world but they can never get a goalie. Mm-hmm. You know there are teams like that. There, there are certain positions. On certain teams and sports that just never get solved, and for a while there, even when they win the Super Bowls with Trent Dilford. so w- was it
0: like, man, what's our what's our thing? Are we jinxed to QB? Well, we we had you know it wasn't just quarterback. When I was there, we went to the playoffs a couple times and we were out early. So you know, the, I was there before Joe Flacco arrived and they went on their run. I was kind of in between the two Super Bowl runs, my four years there. But we we had struggled with a couple positions. Quarterback, obviously, Bowler didn't work out. Um, we they. Picked him right before I got there, and then we took a bunch of receivers for a long period of time. It didn't work out. Travis Taylor was just okay. Um, we took Demetrius Williams out of my area at Oregon in the third round, and he just kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we took uh, Darling, I believe, and the Devard Darling in the second round. Um, so we had every organization has the one or two positions where they struggle to, to to you know to hit on guys, and you know go go back to your Steelers here, Dave. I'm going to flip one from the Ravens to the Steelers, offensive tackle. You know, I, I look at the failings they've had at drafting the offensive tackle position. I think that's a big part of why this, the Steelers have been struggling. That one specific position, I mean, Adams, is playing horrible. I
1: think that's an interesting business thing. I'm sorry, I don't want to hold you up, but just give me a quick, uh, some quick thoughts on this. I, uh, yeah, clearly, um, from a talent standpoint, they have swung and missed. And if, as we've talked about. If you're not going to play the free agent game at all, and the Steelers and Giants don't, if you're not going to do it, that's fine. And everybody associates that with stability. And that's how an organization will be perennially in the mix. But obviously now two down seasons uh, going on in, in 2013. Kevin Colbert, people can talk about Todd Haley all they want. And I even can kind of buy the Dick LeBeau. His defense is has been solved as long as you spread them out and you have the right kind of QB, you can spread that Steelers defense out, and it is troubling. And I almost feel like maybe they should consider a four three or changing massively phil- uh, their their defensive philosophy. All that said, it's Kevin Colbert that's that is the fault here. Nobody else, to me, that uh, to, to have. I think it's something like eight guys over the last 5 years or 10 guys still on the roster that's just bad and then you're compelled if you use high picks to then insert them
0: in the lineup whether they deserve it
1: or not true mm. or false
0: no i mean look they they have not drafted very well over the last 5 or 6 years and especially in those high picks and that's why they are where they are i mean i, I don't think when you when you draft poorly it doesn't necessarily show up in year 1 or year 2 but when you've done it you know a couple years in a row mm-hmm. once you get to that year 4 year 5 i mean just just the eyeball test when you watch the Steelers, they don't look very physical. They don't look very fast. I mean, Adrian Peterson. I mean, nobody even was any embarrassing. This looked like a really
2: slow team to me. That one's understandable. Greg Jennings is not.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Boy, William Gay had a rough game. Cortez Allen had a terrible game. And this is not a team of world beaters like you point out. The well, I mean, you just,
0: to me, I just, though, I look at him and I say Marcus Gilbert in the second round, Mike Adams in the second round. Those guys have to play as tackles and they have to be good football players. And right now they're not. And Ben's not getting protected. And Ben's playing about as bad as I've seen him play.
1: I feel like, though... I feel like
0: I don't mean to be a great
1: defender. I just defend him blindly. I feel like he's playing pretty well. I know he's making some turnovers there. It it is is in in mm-hmm. that thing of trying to make t- trying to do too much or whatever. He's holding the ball a little loose and all that kind of jazz. But he's he like he's spinning it to But me. he's
0: missing some he nev- those little crossers. I mean, he he was automatic on all that stuff. Uh-huh. And now he's he's getting hit all the time and he's just he's just a little bit off. He's not playing horribly. I'm just saying, in terms of the standard he set for himself, I don't think he's anywhere near that. Is right he? Now. Last question, and then you go. Is he? Is he not done? But is he close to done? No, he's got plenty left. If he does. Philip Rivers. That's all you need to say, Philip. No, Rivers. well, listen, they're the same age, I'm same talking- same class. I'm just saying, Philip Rivers was written off, and you have to say, well, they didn't protect him, and the scheme, you know, at the end there was not a good fit for where he was as a quarterback. Yeah,
1: but the different, no, the difference is, is that he's taken a physical beating. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, like people like to make jokes, myself included, about his John Wayneing it and letting mm-hmm. everybody in town know, I'm, I'm, i probably can't go, but mm. I, I guess I'll try, you know, <laughs> for the team, I'll be a hero and I'll give it a yeah. shot. But I mean, he in fact has to. I mean, put his head through a windshield along with all the football yeah. stuff. Um, how, no, I mean, he, he's he going to be ain't going to be Peyton Manning. He's not going to be thirty eight still playing, no, is he? No,
0: no. Like he's taking a lot of shots. But Philip Rivers took a lot of shots the last few years behind a crappy offensive line. We saw him get protected when he's playing as well as he's played in a long time. I still think with Ben, if they can just give him some help. And that is schematically and up front with, with their blocking, maybe even complimenting with a running game would be nice. Some some hope there with on Bell last week. Uh, I think those pieces get in place. I still think Ben can play at a really high level.
1: Oh, what a thing. It wasn't just the and Bell debut. It was also the Marcus Wheaton debut, inexplicably delayed by three weeks. <laughs> I have no idea why they were not using him on that abysmal team. But all right. Five, we, go, ahead, said, go ahead. I go just ahead. Go a-
2: ahead. Uh, plug his column oh, five yeah. up, five down you can find that on the college football 24 7 on nfl.com you talk a little bit about lane kiffin if i can sneak this in i Go keep seeing it. i keep seeing the list of oh, names come out yeah the list of names come out and you see some you know jack del rio is obviously one of mm. them you had a great tweet about it over the weekend you watch boise state play this year do you think that reality is starting to set in for chris peterson and he's like Oh my gosh, if I don't take the next big time available job, it's never going to happen and he jumps at this chance.
0: Interesting, it's a great question, Rank, and I I've, I've asked a couple people that that are pretty tight in up there at that program. I'm not an insider. This is just their their opinion. Uh and I said, "Would Chris Peterson, you think that at this is the time to do it?" And they said, "Knowing him, he, he would not want to leave after a Boise has a down year. Like they they might be 8 and 4 type team mm-hmm. this year." And I said, "Just knowing who he is, he said, "I could see him eventually leaving." but I would think he'd want to do it when they have one of their typical 11 and two, you know, really successful seasons and feel like he left that place, you know, at, at the top. That's the kind of guy he is. That was opinion of somebody that knows him pretty well. Ah, uh, What's your pick? Just take a wild guess. You too, Rank. My wild pick guess. Of, of who the head coach of USC will be, I'll say it will be James Franklin, the, the Vanderbilt coach. Hmm. Wow. If oh, I you didn't can, anticipate and, 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 that and, one. And, and everybody, I don't know. I've never even met him, but – just from afar, if you can win at Vanderbilt in the SEC and win nine games or whatever he won last year, the guy can coach. And if you can win at Vanderbilt, you sure as heck can win at USC. What about uh, Chip Kelly? I, Gil has, Brand floated. A, he, no. has a,
2: he has a show cause. Yeah. He can't.
1: So I, he, I mean, I thought that's preposterous as well, but Gil Brandt floated that out, and Gil Brandt knows better than I did. I,
2: I thought about it too, I, I but everybody who is anybody was saying, no, 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 they've got. They've got a show-cause penalty that if he comes back within, what was it, two years? It's two
0: years, I believe. Uh, yeah. And that's a huge—they're they, coming out of sanctions they don't want to have to deal with. They, they're going to hire somebody that's got a clean a clean slate. I
1: think that they will like. I think Pat Hayden will like. I think they'll like the idea of an alumnus coming in there and fight on and all that jazz and Cardinal and gold and let's get back to USC football and all that kind of stuff. I think Jack Del Rio makes a lot of sense. See, but-, but the guy who would be good. Guy who's an offensive wizard is Kevin Sumlin, That's and even though he's say, in yeah. the SEC, he's in the SEC, mm-hmm. and I get it, and he's built this program. But it's a little smoke and mirrors in the sense that it's not like Johnny Manziel's the only good player that that team has. But I, you know, I don't think that I think they're going to fall into the middle of the pack. They're not going to be a. Pre- Although I don't know if Texas is down, and you can recruit the Lone Star State, then you can stay. Um, in the mix, and that keeps you really—that gives you a competitive edge in the SEC when they're fighting over the Bama kids and the and the Georgia kids and the Florida kids. That's interesting. But anyway, Semlin could go to USC and no, be a winner.
0: I've heard that too, but I, a lot of people think he's got NFL aspirations, yeah. so mm. he'll just hang there until he gets the NFL opportunity. The one was my sleeper candidate, Pep Hamilton, offensive coordinator mm. for the Indianapolis Colts. Ooh. Came from Stanford. He's got a great personality. He's a people person. He's done a great job, obviously, with Andrew Luck there. He's done a great job with Andrew Luck with the Colts right now. So somebody – I brought this up with somebody in the league, and he raised this question. I'll pose it to you guys on my way out the door. If you're Pep Hamilton, would you rather hang around – say they tell you you're going to be the coordinator for two more years there, and you'll be the head coach of said NFL team. Would Would you wait those two years for that opportunity, or would you leave right now to be the head coach at USC?
2: I'd rather be a college coach, so I would I would take the USC job.
1: I would never want to be a college coach over a pro coach because of the recruiting thing. That's got to be the worst 2 months going traveling all over the place. Hey. Hey, hi, coach. I'm here on behalf of the thing and look at what we've done and our young man, we will treat him like family. That whole <laughs>
2: Ugh, that so must would, be the worst. I, I hate would,
1: that. I'm not a people person though. I would love You're in that. charge of PR though. That's your thing. Yeah. I would That's love why that. I'm
2: back in the war room making decisions. That's why I'd love to coach a team like UNLV or San Diego State, having uh, to, having to try to build one of those programs up. How about this first candidate? That seems candidate? miserable. Greg Did- Sciano. He might Ooh. be unemployed soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, somebody brought that up. I just thought coming off of a uh, kind of a coach with a dour personality, I, I don't know that, that uh, Greg Shiano would, would be the happy well, maybe, spark plug. That yeah, you're he would be the worst. He, he would actually, be so bad now. He would
2: actually be better off at San Diego State. He,
1: I could, uh, by the way, and then we'll wrap it up. The, you started out by saying who wants Josh Freeman. No one's buying on that. I feel bad for that kid. He got, he got. The, I mean, Sciano hung him out to dry. Shiano picks from the moment they take Lennon, from the minute they take him, Shiano mishandled it. He should have said, listen, Freeman's still our guy, but you, as you know, injuries happen. We wanted depth there. We feel good about our defense. We wanted to – you could you can sell taking Lennon in the short term, but you're okay, Freeman. Um And from that point on, he just made it clear that Glennon was going to be his guy, and he already had some strife here with, with Freeman down there last year. But Freeman is only a couple of years removed from looking just terrific, and maybe this is a little bit much, but I always say about him, he's like... Ben Roethlisberger, yes, he's inaccurate, but he has a big arm. He's big. Even when you hit him, he doesn't go down. He can run the ball a little bit. There's some questions about his ability to really capture the NFL playbook. But you know what? Like I say, that's the same thing you would say about Ben Roethlisberger to this day. And he, the, the human being in you should relate to the idea of, like, yeah, a boss who, is, who doesn't like you, and you know he doesn't like you, and he likes the other guy better, and he's trying to promote the other guy. You would know you're doomed. Everybody doesn't just roll with that and and be a good soldier about that. You you get angry, and you get petulant, and that's the way he, he Josh Freeman acted.
0: I think uh, there are a lot of teams out there that should go and get this guy should be interested in s- somebody in this room has a Josh Freeman rookie card autograph. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to say who it is, <laughs> yes.
2: but his name rhymes with Dave Damish. All right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, right. Literally, I guess
1: it does. Sorry. All mm-hmm. right. Get out of here, Jeremiah. Right, guys, always fun. Well, it was fun, but we talked only football, and uh, and we didn't talk any TV theme songs. Next time, something to look forward to. Okay, good. <laughs> See we'll you guys. talk. We'll talk some TV theme songs next time. He's quite a wizard. Rank. We sat there the other night and went through them. His area of expertise: '80s mm. TV theme songs. He doesn't
2: seem old enough. No, I get, Well, no, no, no. That's his wheelhouse. That's what he was reared on. What was he? Young. He was probably Young born. Four, yeah, he doesn't. I know. feel he was born in '82.
1: 82? He's not that young, for goodness sake. I sakes. was off
2: by five years. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. 77, so he's a little bit younger than you and me. But
1: listen, we know our 70s theme songs. We'll play a game someday. But I also want to do college fight songs. Black Tie, what do you want to do right now? You want to wrap the show up? We have to.
3: I don't want to. You know, I never want to Because leave. why? Why do we well, have We to? have to scheduling guys too it's much scheduling it was too much
2: football
1: it's time for the it's time for the check report that's why i gotta go do the
2: Sheck report that's right that's
1: it's exactly gonna be a right. good one so in a uh, way
2: i'm getting the hi-hat for the Sheck report
1: that's not why we're leaving right now black tie says we have to it's because he's he's finished with listening to us for today
2: Can you go and then maybe i will bring somebody in and sure we can keep if you have a guest
1: of- uh, listen you know i enjoy no? the periodic uh, adam rank football, grid gridiron iron podcast, podcast for kids, for or kids. Yes, yes, yes. I say this to wrap up the show. Breaking Bad. Yeah, let's talk about finale,
3: that. The season finale. The, the, the series too finale. early. I've seen it, but it's still too I early. To, that, that, well, I, I mean, from this point on. If no, you, no, no, no. This is not.
1: Make, it's not. I don't think we're crossing a line now. I swear you don't think to, we're crossing I, a line? I
2: swear to goodness. Let me tell you something. If you have enough time in your day. To download this podcast and listen to it before you watch the br- the finale well, of a show. Can't, you suppose- can't control. Like, Amen. I cannot
3: control what <laughs> other people do. This, like, they, this is a Super you can Bowl listen to level a podcast. event. You can listen to a podcast while you're driving, while you're working out.
2: I, You know what? It's a Super Bowl you level just, event.
3: It, but
1: you're not. It was the end. You can't listen. I've seen is, it.
2: I have seen him, it. Can I just tell you something, though?
1: I feel like. And in fact, I might make a late addition to the check report this week for exactly this all the way. I get it. You and your friend, handsome Hank, who's not with us because he's still out in uh, in England. Um, he was at the game, of course, uh, the other day. Hey, guess what? Let me tell you both this real quick. Handsome Hank emailed me to say many people, many people. He didn't know his head was spinning. A lot of people came up to him and said, Hey, handsome Hank, and started talking to him. And he didn't know what to do. He, 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 this was his we first. Should,
3: uh, we should do a live DDFP from London. We really should. Yeah. It
1: was his first brush with uh, celebrities. When's so that was. the next game,
3: fun. like week eight, I want to say. It's like October 20th. I wonder if he'll go back out there for that one. Jags and, uh, Jags and Niners. I got news I hear for the, you. I hear the
2: show is incredibly over in the UK. Like, we. Uh, one, of, one of my friends. Oh,
1: popular over popular, there. Popular,
2: excuse, yeah. me, excuse me the, for the expression. One of my friends. Uh, has a couple of buddies who came over from uh, the UK just recently, and they went to the Seattle and San Francisco game. And one of the kids is flipping through his phone, and he starts laughing. And they're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And he goes, "Oh, this guy I follow on Twitter is very funny." And it's like, "Yeah, who?" And they're like, "Adam Rank, he's with the NFL." Oh,
3: this, is, they, this is not a true story. Can we move on from this fictional tales?
2: <laughs> so he goes, and and so yeah, so he's like, really, like he goes, and they they thought they were putting him on and type thing, so. My friend and I was with uh, Rosie McGee and the guy's fiancé, and we took a photo and sent it to him. The guys were freaking out, like, you know him, and she's with him. and 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 so I, you know. And I went up and I was able to meet them because they when they came back they were still in town. We went to their barbecue and and everything. And they're like, yeah, you, they're saying it how popular it is. For
1: I, listen, I, I'm not, this isn't uh, you know being flooded by the paparazzi or anything like this, but it's also still ridiculous that we sit here and kibitz uh, inanely and people listen to it. That that experience is still odd to me. I went out with a chum of mine on Saturday afternoon to watch the uh, the LSU game mm-hmm. and Georgia game. And in the hour that an hour and a half, I guess, that we were in there watching the second half in this joint in Hollywood, four people separately came up like, hey, you're uh, Dave Damish. Oh, listen to the podcast all the time. Oh, big, great. big podcast guy. Hey, where's Handsome Hank? Is he out? Like, oh, what's Rank doing? Wait, Rank's not yeah. – I mean, that was really it. It was very strange. Very yeah. weird. But the, what's also weird is somebody who thinks that they control the universe enough that they can dictate, I'm not allowed to talk about Breaking Bad. It's over now. It's it's a different thing completely. Don't spoil. All I, I'm saying, Shay, I is if, said, we're, if
3: we're about to get into it, just let, let do, I know. Get, do I not get
1: – do I not – I'm pretty I, sure everybody – I buy spoiler alerts, but this is different. The series is over now. The expectation that you're never going to find out. Here it comes, everybody. Here's your spoiler alert. Walt White is dead. That's right. I said it, Black. Tie. I, I don't care. I, I, just,
3: I really hope that I don't care if people know. If
1: they, can't, if they didn't find out... You do, just... do you think it's possible that every... Is, is there any way...
3: I'm going to put it in a post. I'm just going to put like in a post edit. Oh, like, come on. on.
2: I, I know.
1: If you I haven't just watched Breaking Spoiler Bad alert. at this point. I'm
2: on episode six, and I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to find out. I'm going to watch the finale. There's
1: no way. Do you think that, How many people do you think that consider themselves Breaking Bad, people who have even a passing interest in Breaking Bad, do you think don't know that Walter White died on Sunday night?
3: If I hadn't watched Did it? Did you know that rank? Yeah, I wouldn't course. know. There's if no- I hadn't watched it last night, I wouldn't know. Yes, you would. I would not know. You would have heard it so. Oh, no, nope. yeah. You stayed, cannot.
1: You cannot tune out the world. And I would just have. Way too I've done this before.
3: I've done this before. I've done this when when the Dark Knight came out. There's when, never oh, the
1: Dark Knight. That is when, completely. What was? This, when, what's the equivalent of the Dark Knight to to that? No, when, when, that's when,
2: a
3: movie. If when Batman died
1: out. at the end of a movie, if, if if at the end of the trilogy, the point is, I've
3: stayed away from. This from, is different from social this media and different. everything else. If I haven't seen something that I want to see, this I've is done that.
1: I've, the only equivalent to this is who shot Jr. That would be like two days later, not I knowing who it. shot Jr. Real I don't, quick, I don't real. think
2: it's. I don't think it's that. See, because when the 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 one le, uh, when Homeland had their season two finale, I did not miss it, and I knew because I knew the spoilers were coming up uh, when the Shield ended. And I remember this is back when I was working super early on Wednesday mornings. Don't spoil it. I did not. <laughs> I did not go to bed that night. What's sad because is
1: that I kind of mean it, and as it's coming out of my mouth, I realize oh that would be hypocritical. Yeah, yeah so
3: because, what?
2: Because I'm only on episode is, six. If, of you got to be bed.
3: good and stay away from spoilers. I've been spoiler free since '93. I know how to do it. It's it's what I do. Real quick about regions, though. We the United States, obviously, most downloads. United Kingdom, second.
1: Well, I would hope that the U.S. has more downloads Canada than anywhere is third.
3: Else. Oh, guess who's fourth? Denmark. Your homeland. Right? Which would be Nigeria, no. Any more guesses? Australia. Australia's number four. Guess who's number five? I should have thought that. Liechtenstein. China. Ireland. That's number five. Ireland, all yep. right. And uh, Denmark comes in next in Germany and Sweden. Where's your homeland? My homeland is. We were getting some decent numbers out of your homeland last. We checked about six.
1: Let's 10 find months out ago.
3: how many people in Nigeria have listened to this episode. Uh, it's a meager 334. Wow, well, that ain't bad. Yeah, they're all bad. Been, it's, they're it's, all out it's, driving it's around it's with more their than chauffeurs. Dominican Republic in Uruguay. So there's that. Congratulations, uh, Nigerians.
1: All right, listen. Enough's enough. enough, Do we have anybody lined up for our second
2: show this week? Not yet. Working on it.
1: We will do the Red Challenge flag segment, though. Uh, Hopefully video as well.
2: By the way, the poll, the best TV drama of all time. Little remiss the shield wasn't added.
1: Well, no, no, no. I did make it clear. It's the best TV drama of all time. That's at NFL.com slash Shaq. But it was – I did give the caveat that that I watched. Oh, okay. That's the way it is. Maybe. No, it was, no, no. It, it wasn't how you watched. It check on it. I said that. No, I no, did say fine. it. I audibly oh. said that that Got was it. the case. No, okay. That's I can't. Fine. What am I going to do? I can list the wire. That would be pretentious. I don't. I haven't seen
3: the show. How can I possibly am appalled at how low the wire is. And But, you know, it's – Well, what one? Wire Let's pay people... the poll
1: off here. Let's pay the poll off. The, our pole it's breaking crew.
3: Bad. Breaking Bad, forty percent it. okay.
2: because okay, that's it's good. it just happened. Exactly, that's just. When yeah, you're ten years, is, now, ten years from now,
3: let, let me, me tell you something. Go yeah. ahead, you no, tell. Please. You tell
2: me something. I will be interested when I finally finish this series, and I don't care if I. Know. I could. I figured the guy. I figured what was. There's
1: not. I mean, listen. There's
2: no other way. Of well,
1: course, he has. He has terminal cancer. That's how the first. That's how the first episode starts. You know, he's going to die. It's just a matter of how he's going to die.
2: Right. And it's Fine. different from so other right. it's different from other shows like The Sopranos, where it's possible that Tony lives for a very long time. And maybe he did. Maybe he did it.
1: Don't ruin but, that for sure.
2: But <laughs> but, but I, I really just based this is based on six episodes. And it's very good. But the way everybody was carrying on, you
1: cannot six up. Ep- I told you this rank. Six episodes in, you cannot make a judgment.
2: I don't like the whole notion of, if you don't like it, like the people who are like, you know what, give it eight seasons. No, no, no. And eventually you'll come around. No, I understand what you're saying. How about capturing my attention in the first year? I'm not saying it's a a slow
1: burn. I'm saying, do you like it so far? Do you find it good so far? (laughs) It's good. You're going to love it. You're going to love it when you get about. I mean, I think by the end of the first season, but the first season to me is certainly the worst. It's it's the, it's more focused on his illness. Once they really get going, when he becomes, when he starts really dealing and everything, you'll see, it's, it's just exciting. It's, it's like a 60 hour long action thriller movie. It's great. You'll, you'll see. It's real. It's going to kick into high gear. Do you enjoy
3: it more? this conversation was having earlier. Do you enjoy it more than Game of Thrones? When you're watching it, do you? Well,
1: for me, I'll tell you, I love Mad Men. I would say, and we haven't seen how Mad Men wraps up, so it's a little hard. It really is hard to to hold because oh, uh, I didn't. Can I, can I tell you? I like the way The Sopranos. Don Draper ended. dies. <laughs> that would be weird, unnecessary. Unless it's from uh, booze uh, poisoning, I don't know what's going to kill him. But he
2: goes out like Peter Lawford.
1: Um, the uh, I'm thinking. The Sopranos, I liked the last episode. I, most people oh, hated it. It was genius. I was fine with it. Because it to me, the way I read it was. And now, there since people will say, like David Chase, it was clear that what you're supposed to feel is that he's dead. Did he get shot? And that's the where he blacks out, is that he got shot. And that's where the music kicks in. To me, I always took it that... That last scene, if you'll remember in The Sopranos, and where better to review the last scene of The Sopranos than after Breaking Bad's final episode doesn't make any sense. But anyway, I say this. I feel like what he was going for, David Chase, was, when, if you'll remember, when Tony Soprano walks into that diner where his family is or where he's mm-hmm. meeting the family, when he walks in, from the moment he walks through the door, it suddenly goes to his point of view. You remember that, that Mm -hmm. the the camera suddenly is what he is seeing. And there's a lot of cutaways. There are a lot more cutaways to what he's seeing specifically looking at the door as his kids walk in and the conversation and scouting around the room and seeing the guy sitting at the on, on the on the stool and watching guys walk by. And is that guy? And I think that was to indicate Tony doesn't have to die. It's not it's not that the 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 finality of being a mob boss is that you get murdered eventually. The hell is is that this is his life for the rest of his life as long as he's around there's never a moment's peace. You have stolen moments. Oh, it's nice my boy. I like my boy. Oh, there's my girl. Oh, I'm eating french fries with with my wife and everything. But those are stolen moments. The perpetual reality is Somebody's going to shoot me, and I have to be aware of where everybody is, and there's never a relaxed moment for the rest of my life. I feel that was what soprano, what the Sopranos was supposed to be. But either way, fine. We don't know how Mad Men's going to go, and if it fizzles out. I mean, Lost is the worst. Lost, to me, makes me angry. Lost, I can't believe I wasted five or six years of my life for that hokum. I can't right. believe. I want, at some point... Like you're talking about rank. I got into it. People said, oh, you got to watch. So I got caught up. And I I just kept thinking all along, if this ends up being purgatory, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to be angry. Because mm-hmm. they denied that it was that. And then it ends up being that. Outrageous. Now, if Mad Men ends terribly, then I will drop it. But as of right now, by a whisker, I give it to, to Draper and company. I just mm-hmm. love the language. It's it's so small. Every episode is so small. And it's fascinating. These these mundane lives and, and uh, um, how enraptured I am by each of them. Now, Breaking Bad is just, like I say, action movie. Popcorn. Good fun kill guys or get killed and how are they how's he gonna get out of this it's that kind of vibe i love that game of thrones
3: i don't understand half the time and yet, which, I can't. which is interesting because i've actually seen all the seasons twice i've watched it back twice and there's they do a great job of setting setting up everything that's about to happen but we it's don't subtle. know yet the you books don't know aren't it.
1: written yet that's my my concern with game of thrones is that the guy who writes him george r r martin is still writing yeah hasn't even written him yet so yeah, if but, he doesn't know then how can i have any yeah, confidence the, it's gonna end well but the
3: point there is that and breaking bad one of the slight issues i have with it is they cut some corners sometimes it sometimes gets a little bit cliche sometimes you just have to believe the hype there's nothing that happens in game of thrones that is not set up if a guy blinks an eye in a the scene there's a reason for that you know it's going to come full circle in some way shape or form and that to me just shows how intricate the book and the the backstory is and that's why I enjoy it more than Breaking Bad.
1: It's interesting, yeah. Completely different thing than The Sopranos, which would constantly throw things out there. You know, the thing that we keep hearing the last six months or so. Oh, uh, what uh, what Vince Gilligan did was like check off. You know, if you see a gun in Act One, you're going to see the gun again. It's going to get used in Act Three. The Sopranos was the opposite of that. There were there there was the Russian in the in the snowy woods, and mm. oh, what's what's going to happen there? And that serves what my hypothesis is that there are all these things just out there that could take down tony soprano there's this russian running loose in the wo- in the wild is he alive is he dead what right. happened to- the the italian guy who worked you know was the hitman who had the thing with carmella for a while with the ponytail, right, was his right, name? Right. Oh yeah, he goes back to Italy. You're like, oh, he's going to come back and he's going to kill Tony. No, He just, just
2: disappears. Yeah, that's
1: this. I think that's that reality of, uh, and it's and it's really uh, deeply clever in its own way that you never know where it's coming from. And I think that is fascinating. But I'm kind of with you. I like the because uh, I couldn't do it. It's easier to. It, it would be harder to to. Create an entire world and have it end perfectly the way Breaking Bad did. Breaking Bad, right. Ra- Breaking Bad wrapped everything up into a tidy bow. You know Although who, I will say the show that doesn't—if you expect me to believe the Nazis wouldn't look in the trunk of the car—I mean, come there on.
3: are a lot of there's a lot on, of that that on, goes on. A lot on. I mean, of I, that that goes of course, on. Of course,
1: these meticulous Nazis that's, who are killers themselves is, ain't looking in the trunk of the there car. There
3: is a ton come of that come come that goes on that you just have to. Be, okay, a little bit—that's sure. a little bit far from. Oh, Once and, and l- they don't l-
1: say anything when he turns his car around. Like, hey, park right here, park right here. Nope, I'm ignoring you. I'm just turning my car around. The Nazi doesn't go like, "What the hell are you doing? You're not deaf."
3: Yeah, the show in shady. general is too smart Smart of a show to take it to the levels that it does sometimes. And but most like, people didn't
1: figure you? out what Walter was doing with his old partner and everything. That You know, his old partner and the wife. Nobody figured, saw that one coming.
3: That was I mean, that, that, that's that the kind really of stuff he
1: does that's clever. Uh, Walter White, that is.
2: Yes, right. But when Black Tie was talking about the Game of Thrones and making sure that everything pays off, the show that does that really well now, I don't know if you guys watch it, Sons of Anarchy. No. where stuff like the little things that you're talking about, I don't know if you watch it, but the things that you're talking about, like, oh, I see how that happens. Or it's like because the, the number one uh, episode, number one of the current season starts with and, and it's a big tie in to something that goes back throughout the course of the sea. And you're like, you know what? This is so well done. And I appreciate when when series do they're them. a gang, they're a motorcycle club.
1: But are they a gang? It just seemed like I didn't get into it because I thought, like, what do I care about the exploits of these guys riding around on their motorcycles? I already saw it in Stone
2: Cold. Their gun, (laughs) it's very, it's almost ripped it's almost the first season's almost seen for a infiltrated unquote.
1: by a cop who happens no. to have a flat. Uh, 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 he's a uh, a toe headed flat top <laughs> guy with, with abnormally <laughs> large muscles. Pretty that's true. although that's always better when Howie Long and Brian Bosworth both decided to try for a little while to be action heroes. Yeah. At least that was more plausible. I still can't get over. That no matter what position Arnold Schwarzenegger has in the movie, whether he's a cop or he's in the military, or whatever, nobody ever says anything about him having a weird uh, a Bavarian accent. That kind of weird. Like, how do you get to be this high up in the U.S. military? Right. When did you move
2: to the states that so you have that thick an accent? At least in Red Heat, he was playing a Russian well, that's cop. Fine. That yeah. makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's weird that the robots in Terminator had, you know, that they decided to put that little Bavarian well, I, accent on their robot. But I
2: thought it's because the Eastern Bloc countries developed the Terminators. No, who
1: said that? We developed the computers. Where have you been? No, no, no. Well, Bill Gates and, uh, and uh, Steve Jobs. Where are they from? Bavaria. Slap in the face to the U.S. of A. All right. I'm ending it here. I won't stand for that. All right, so we'll have another podcast for you later in the week. Be on the lookout for that. We'll do our picks for week five. Chin up to all the 0-4 and 1-3 and, 1 and 3 disappointments out there. We're only at the quarter pole, people. We still have a long way to go, and we'll talk about it for you. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin
0: slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired.